Okay, gang, buckle up. We're going to talk about politics. You knew it was coming on this episode of the Driving with Rob podcast. It's a chilly, drizzly Friday. I'm in the truck. I'm driving. So you're going to get to hear road noise and the windshield wipers on occasion and that kind of stuff because I am actually driving today. Well, I said I didn't want to talk about politics. I never want to talk about politics on the podcast. But today we're going to do it. I'm going to try to not inflame anybody. I'm going to try to not trigger my liberal friends. But it might. I consider myself a libertarian more so than a conservative these days. I think the Libertarian Party has become what the Republican Party used to be. Like, politically, I believe what the Bible says. And I'm paraphrasing. But all things are permitted. Not all things are for my own good. The Bible says not all things are expedient. So I can do anything. And if I want to live dangerously, that's entirely up to me. I don't need the government telling me I can't, no matter what it is. But anyway, back on with politics. Let's talk about the political parties first, okay? Years and years ago, there used to be a thing called a conservative Democrat. Those don't exist anymore. And there are fewer and fewer conservative Republicans anymore. And even though I am still registered as a Republican, don't think that I trust the Republicans. I don't trust any politicians. I think pretty much all politicians, at least national politicians. I think there are still some good local politicians who really are trying to help people. But once you get into national politics, it's all about power and how much power you can get and how much power you can help somebody else get because you know they're going to help you. It's, it's, it's all these guys working together to help each other to gain as much power and control as they can over everybody else. That's what it really comes down to. The two things that have the strongest power to corrupt other people is money and power. Power and money. And it's really hard to have one without the other. But there really are people in this world who are more concerned with the power than they are the money. And I'll just say this about money. A congressman or a senator may not be a millionaire when he goes to Washington, but he's a millionaire when he comes back. He's a millionaire by the time he retires. Tell me again how they're not corrupt. But anyway, they're really not so much Republicans and Democrats anymore. They're more liberal and conservative. And in general, when you get into national politics, if you peel back the top layer, you'll find out that most of the conservatives are liberal. But they call them liberals and conservatives now. And a libertarian is the kind of guy that changes his own oil. But all this mess that's going on with Trump in his last days in office, they're trying to impeach the president again. With less than a week left in office, they're trying to impeach him. 
This is nothing but a power play by the Democrats. The Democrats or the liberals want to hurt him and want to prove that they can hurt him. And the sad thing is the Republicans are standing back and letting them hurt him. Because they never really did back him either. See, here's what you get in national politics. It really doesn't matter whether the president is a Republican or a Democrat. If he is making too many waves, the Republicans don't like him either. And I think that's what's happening with Trump. Now, there's a lot of Republicans right now that are, that are turncoating on President Trump. And like I said, they're not really conservatives. And they never have been. I mean, there's a handful of really strong conservative senators. But by and large, they're just as bad as the Democrats. Because they would rather cut deals and try to come to an agreement with their fellow senators no matter whether they're Republican or Democrat than they would to try to deal with a Republican president who is trying to change things. Because the bottom line is they don't want to change. They don't want change. And I heard a good line about conservatives or the turncoat conservatives Vince Coakley on WBT radio said he doesn't like the term rhino and rhino is Republican in name only that's where the term rhino came from and no matter what they say John McCain was a rhino Mitt Romney was a rhino Lindsey Graham is a rhino but Vince Coakley said he didn't like the word rhino he didn't like to use the word rhino anymore what he calls them is election day conservatives. Because most of the voters in a particular area may be conservative. And you need to be conservative long enough to get reelected in certain districts. But once you get elected, then you just go back to doing what you've always done, which is working with the Democrats. For the photo ops and for the videos, on the nightly news. They have to appear that they oppose Pelosi and Schumer. But once they get back to Washington, they eat together, have parties together, go out to supper together. It's kind of like professional wrestlers. And I did say wrestler, not wrestler. All the WWE guys work out together. They all go to the same gym. They take vacations together. They're all friends. And Washington is the same way. They're not only rhinos. They're election day conservatives. They have to talk a good talk up until election day. And once the election's over, it's business as usual. They go back to doing the same old things that they always did. They never were working with the president. The president had to fight the Republicans just as hard as he fought the Democrats. That's why it doesn't really matter who has a majority and who doesn't. Because they're all working together anyway. They're all working together to get rid of Donald J. Trump. Even the Republicans. 
Like I said, they're conservative on election day. They're a Trump supporter on election day. If they're in a district where Trump has a lot of support. But otherwise, the Republicans didn't want Trump either. They want Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden, for 47 years, he learned the game. He learned the ins and outs of national politics. He learned that the Republicans will give you what you want in exchange for them getting what they want. In front of the cameras, we're going to have to be enemies. But in the back room, in the closed committee sessions, that's where they're all friends and they're all buddies and they come to an agreement that is mutually acceptable. But I don't believe the Republicans wanted Trump either. Because where was the outcry from the Republicans when Trump was under attack? Where was the Republican support standing shoulder to shoulder to protect their president from the Democrat attacks? You didn't see it. It wasn't there. Because Trump wasn't a politician. He wasn't part of the secret club. He never learned the password. He never learned the secret handshake. And the Republicans, by and large, just stood by and let Trump be savaged and torn apart by the Democrats. But see, because Trump wasn't a politician, Trump is a businessman. Trump didn't play the game. See, a businessman just gets things done. And if he has someone working for him who is not getting the job done, then he replaces that guy with somebody who can get it done. And if you make a mistake, if you're not doing things right, he's going to call you on it. And that's something that none of the Washington politicians are used to. That's something that the bureaucrats aren't used to. They're used to drawing enormous salaries and getting perks and backdoor deals, whether they do a good job or not. But Trump's a businessman. Trump believes in rewarding results and replacing people as necessary to get the job done. The Washington establishment is not used to that, and they don't like it. How dare he tell me I'm worthless? How dare he tell me I'm doing a bad job, even though I am? See, the bureaucrats didn't like Trump either. And as far as this whole capital insurrection, as the media likes to call it, goes, you knew there was going to be voter fraud. How did you know? Because you go all the way back to the Democrat primary. Bernie Sanders was leading all the polls. Bernie Sanders pretty much won every state until the South Carolina primary. And at the South Carolina primary, South Carolina had more registered black Democrats. And Biden won South Carolina. Well, the Democrat leadership says Biden can pull the black vote and Bernie can't. And we can't win this election without the black vote. And Bernie Sanders, for all intents and purposes, disappeared. You never saw him on the news anymore. Nobody was talking about him. Nobody was talking to him. He just went away. And as the subsequent Democrat candidates began to drop out, they all said, I want my 
voters to support Joe Biden. Even though publicly, during the debates, they were tearing Biden to shreds. They didn't agree with anything Biden said. All of a sudden, they're throwing their full support behind Joe Biden. And Bernie just disappeared because the party leadership believed Bernie couldn't beat Trump. But they believe Biden could pull enough of the black Democrat voters to put him over the top. Well, that's your first indication that there was voter fraud. When all the Bernie supporters just disappeared, or when all the support for Bernie just disappeared, you knew something was up. It wasn't that the Democrat voters suddenly turned their backs on Bernie. The Democrat leadership turned their backs on Bernie. And Bernie just went away. Well, then you get down to September. Once Biden has already been named the nominee, they asked Trump to commit to a peaceful transfer of power. In September. Why would they ask him that? See, I believe they already knew that they had a trick up their sleeve. And they already knew that they were going to try to do something underhanded. So they wanted Trump to commit early. When you lose, we want you to promise that you won't contest it. That's what they meant. Because we're going to try every dirty, underhanded, illegal trick we can get away with to win this election. And none of the Republicans are going to come to your aid. None of the Republicans are going to protest it. They know we're doing it. We've already made the deal. They know we're going to try something shady. And in the back rooms and in the committee rooms... They had already promised that they would not fight the Democrats as they perpetrate voter fraud. The deal had already been cut. There is no doubt in my mind that it was voter fraud and a stolen election. No doubt in my mind whatsoever. But like in the classic line by Tom Cruise in the movie A Few Good Men. It doesn't matter what I believe. The only thing that matters is what I can prove. And I believe that the proof is out there. But nobody was willing to cooperate with Trump because they wanted to see Trump go away. Like I said, I fully believe that the Republicans don't like Trump either. They wanted rid of him. Because he shook things up and he made changes. And nobody likes change, least of all the Washington politicians and the Washington political machine. It has taken these people decades to get the machine running the way they want it. And then Trump comes in and starts making changes. I don't think they wanted him either. So, that brings us back to the insurrection when the people stormed the Capitol building in Washington. And I was so appalled and disgusted to hear the news chick on CBS call it grotesque. 
that this attack on Washington was grotesque. Why wasn't it grotesque when an angry mob was trying to beat down the doors of the Supreme Court building when Justice Kavanaugh was confirmed? They called that a peaceful protest. When Black Lives Matter was setting fire to police cars and blocking highways and breaking out windows and beating people to a pulp just because they were white, that was a peaceful protest. But what happened in Washington was grotesque. But anyway, I continue. Because I didn't trust what the national news media was telling me, I went to the BBC News, the British Broadcasting Company, and I watched their news because they don't really have an axe to grind with anybody. They just tell you what happened. The chronological, step-by-step, blow-by-blow description that the BBC News gave was very different from what the American news outlets were telling you. See, the BBC News did say it was a peaceful protest. That Trump supporters turned out in Washington to protest the confirmation of the electoral votes because they believed there was collusion and voter fraud and you should not accept these votes as valid. And the BBC News showed the footage of the D.C. police officers opening the gates and waving the protesters on through. There were no barricades that were broken down or stormed. The D.C. police let them through. Because most of the crowd, or within the crowd, they were not only carrying American flags, Trump flags, they were also carrying thin blue line flags and told the D.C. police, we're on your side. We're just here exercising our First Amendment rights to free speech, to speak out against confirming the electoral votes because we believe there was voter fraud. We believe it is a stolen election. And the D.C. police opened the gates and just waved them through. And at one point, when the protesters were storming the walls, On the BBC footage, you can hear the protesters saying, they're not with us, they're Antifa. But you didn't hear the American news say it. BBC news said it because they don't care. They're just telling you what actually happened. Then there was another group that were the radical QAnon people. So between the Antifa people and the QAnon people, those were the people that were smashing windows and beating down doors. But in general, it was a peaceful protest. There was a group of people who weren't peaceful. And the lady at the protest who was shot inside the Capitol building was shot by D.C. police. But what did you hear on American News? The news media in the United States said a woman died during this deadly protest. It was a white woman who was shot by police in the face. Where was your moral outrage then? 
because they hated Trump so much that anything they could use to make Trump look bad was acceptable. You didn't hear that this woman was shot in the face by D.C. police because it was a Trump supporter that got shot by police. So therefore, it wasn't worthy of reporting. But the BBC News reported it. There was a picture on the internet of a man sitting behind Pelosi's desk with his feet up on the desk. And again, the chick on the CBS News called it grotesque and abhorrent. Complete lack of respect for Nancy Pelosi. And then he stole things from her office. The BBC News interviewed that guy. And they asked him, did you take anything? He held up a piece of Pelosi's stationery. He said, this was my souvenir to prove I was actually there. And I didn't even steal this. I left a quarter on her desk. And just laughed it off. But you didn't hear that on the CBS News. What did you see on the CBS News? You saw this guy sitting behind Pelosi's desk with his feet up on the desk. Outrageously disrespectful to Nancy Pelosi. Most of the people that took pictures from inside the Capitol building said that they walked in. They didn't have to beat down a door. They didn't have to shove people aside. They just walked in. Because they told the senators and congressmen that the Capitol was under attack. So all the senators and congressmen were away in a separate room. So all their offices were empty. So in general, people just walked in and out of whatever offices they chose to walk in and out of. Because it was a peaceful protest. In general. But a lot of the protesters were carrying sidearms. Even more were concealed carry. But they didn't shoot anybody. If it was an actual insurrection and they were trying to take over the government, don't you think they would have at least pointed a weapon at police? It never happened. And the lie that Black Lives Matter is trying to push now is that if this had been a black protest, there would have been tear gas and rubber bullets. Well, there was tear gas and rubber bullets. But the news didn't show the Trump supporters being tear gassed. Because the news media wanted you to believe that the Trump supporters overwhelmed the police. And they didn't. There was no insurrection. Trump did not try to incite an insurrection. It is completely ridiculous that Pelosi and Schumer and the Democrats are trying to impeach the president again. But where are the Republican defenders? Where are the Republican members of the Senate and the House who are calling Pelosi and Schumer on it and pointing out how ridiculous it is to try to impeach the president who only has one week left in office. I understand Lindsey Graham saying that it's time for the president to admit defeat and to say that he had lost the election. But you're not calling the Democrats on this ridiculous impeachment that they're trying to get pushed through. But there again, 
It's the election day conservatives distancing themselves to try to save face and to try to make nice with the Democrats. Because all these causes and all these ideals that the Republicans, conservatives, and name only say that they have mean nothing. They have no integrity. They have no loyalty to their party or their president. And they really don't care if the Republicans have a majority or the Democrats have a majority. They're already looking ahead to the next election. I believe that they're already trying to plan what their response is going to be when Biden is diagnosed with dementia, when Biden steps down and turns the reins over to Kamala Harris. And it's going to happen. Biden didn't want Kamala Harris as a running mate, the Democrat leadership. And it's not just Schumer and Pelosi, the true Democrat leadership is names you've never heard of. They wanted Kamala Harris. And keep in mind, she was one of the lowest, if not the lowest, vote-getters in the Democrat primary. The other Democrats don't even like her. But she's a Democrat and a female of color. She's not black. But she won't argue with you if you call her black. Because right now, being black gets her votes for when she runs in earnest by herself in 2024. I honestly don't expect Biden to finish one term. I really don't. And God help us all when Kamala Harris becomes president. We'll be in a war with somebody. The economy will collapse again and they'll blame it all on Trump. And this has been my political rant for the day. I don't want this to become a political podcast because there are plenty of people doing political podcasts who do it better than I do. I'm just telling you what I think and what I believe. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to like it. This is what I believe. But I do appreciate you listening. I do appreciate you downloading. And I'll try to make the next podcast something more uplifting. Thanks again. I'll talk to you next time. Bye now.